0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Visit wholefoodsmarket.com or download the Whole Foods Market app to learn more and find the store nearest to you.
2: My name is Hannah Forden. I'm the membership coordinator at Heritage Radio Network, but even before I joined the team, I loved listening to HRN during my subway commute. It made the time go quickly and left me feeling inspired for the day ahead. HRN listeners tune in from all over the world, but there are a few traits that we all have in common, no matter where we listen from. A curious palate, the fierceness to make a difference, and a hunger for lifelong learning about the culinary world. As you know, Heritage Radio Network is a listener-supported nonprofit. To deliver the most ambitious, entertaining, and of-the-moment stories in 2018, we need your help. We need to raise $150,000 by December 31st to accomplish these goals and to keep your favorite shows on the air. Together, we can make this HRN's most exciting, impactful, and delicious year yet. Become a member by donating today. Join us at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate, and you'll immediately start enjoying benefits such as VIP invitations to HRN events, where you will mix and mingle with your favorite hosts. Memberships also make a perfect holiday gift for all the foodies in your life. This year, why not give the gift of food radio? You'll hear your generosity in action for the year to come. Help keep our lights on and our mics hot by pledging your support today at heritageradionetwork.org slash donate. Thanks for listening.
3: And welcome to the Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkell. Here today with Shintaro Okamoto, and I've long and from afar been a fan of your work. And, you know, it falls kind of at the edge of the culinary landscape, um, it is ice carving Right It is ice sculpture <laughs> I, I don't want to call it carving If you think of it As something larger As something more artistic I'm embracing all yeah.
4: <laughs> Terminologies
3: But I, I don't even remember The first time I saw one of your sculptures um, And prior to that You know Being in college You kind of relegate Ice things to luges Right <laughs> But to see it not only as beautiful as it was, but it also be a serving vessel, it be a device for cold smoking, it, it it'd be that much more, um, made me rethink frozen water as a whole. Right. So, I know you grew up in Japan until, you know, like nine, but when you moved to Alaska, you were surrounded, I'm assuming, by ice. When when did this fascination start with you?
4: Oh, gosh. Um. Well, uh, yes, I, I, you know, I spend my formative teen years, uh, in Anchorage, Alaska. Um, and, and, you know, um, not all Alaskans played with ice, but I did. uh you know give a bad rap to all fellow alaskans and we're not surrounded by icebergs and glaciers and all that i mean we are if you look up in the mountains or choose to hike up to it we can but you know town wise it's kind of a kind of quintessential probably like close to a midwestern town or anything they got everything you know there um but my encounter with ice came um uh, from my father uh, my father was a trained sushi chef, um, and it was a business opportunity that, you know, that took the family um, to uh, Alaska uh, in early 80s. Um, but during that training period, um, you know, he came across ice carving as one of the elective craft in, in the process. And he was always a very artistic, creative, hands-on person. Um, you know, he was, he was always making sculptures and painting in his own time in his younger years. And uh, he, he really kind of, I remember him telling me that he, like, you know, they asked him if, if he's ever done this before. And he kind of lied and said, <laughs> yeah, sure. And kind of, kind of gave him an upper level, you know, trial and he, and he carved an eagle or something. And uh, he really uh, enjoyed the process, loved the tools. Um, he was always a tools man. So he bought the whole range of tools, but when we, you know, immigrated to Alaska, he kind of put that away for a couple of years to just kind of settle down. Down and situate and focus on the business and then I remember one boring cold winter he took you know myself and my my brother to a frozen lake nearby pull out a chainsaw cut out a hole took a tong and pulled it out almost fell in uh, and then carved a swan and uh, I gave it to a friend for a birthday party and then everybody loved it and then somebody else wanted it and you know next thing we knew uh, he, he was kind of running a side business and also kind of you know, got got embraced into kind of a really small subculture of um, community of of ice carvers uh, that came from all over the world and and g- gathered for competitions and exhibitions. And it was still very much in early ages of ice carvings and and tools were taken off the shelf from Home Depot and modified. And you know, my father was, was again; he was a great tink- tinkerer, so he you know he really kind of helped to develop and i think pioneered um you know a, a great drive for an ice sculpting community in the states
3: but but was it the chainsaw or the swan that really got you into it because i feel like seeing a tool like that at a young
4: age is formative as well uh you know i mean if anything I have to say my appreciation for all this came much, much, much later for me because, uh, I mean, my my background is in, is in painting. I, I make paintings and, um, you know, I, I had a great uh, artistic life from early on and, um, and uh, but you know I was very much more of a two d person growing up, if anything, so uh, I just remember the the early years as as just being cold and not having fun, <laughs> being wet, and being there more of a, a familial duty to just you know accompany Dad and help him out
3: yeah, I mean, do you go to school for something like this, or was this something when you were at the dinner table uh everyone had to carve their own ice
4: uh no no (laughs) um you you know i mean there's no school really for it you know Uh, i mean ice sculpting is is fascinating that the process itself is almost identical to wood or stone the tools are, are very similar uh i think the major difference is is the speed the sheer speed if you have the the sharp tools and if you have the right tools uh, what you can accomplish and achieve uh in scale and details is immensely fast, but like you said before you're you're
3: converting something that's two d to three d mm-hmm. and that that takes a specific mind is it something that you have to? learn CAD for or specific design elements
4: or is it just being an artist that you're able to envision this well I mean I'm sure if you if there is a school and if you choose to go to I mean it, you know like, like anything it's really it's really a matter of doing you know you put in your hours and you put in the experience and you learn from from really doing it one after another so I mean that said you know I I th- you know, most many most of our, our sculptors are, are, are painters actually. And and mainly because of what we do in our studio, we carve such wide range of things, from, you know, replicas of a products to animals like kangaroos or, or uh you know, a Porsche or, or a logo or a portraits, an architecture. We do such range wide range of things. Um, you, you know, I, I learned early on that you, you carve as well as you draw. So, I mean, if you can understand visually the frontal view and the side view and top view, back view, all that, understand that in a flat you know, dimension and you just need to tie all that together and you have a 3D form.
3: Yeah. And you're starting from this blank slate, this giant block of ice. Yeah. And I've seen videos of these machines that create these large pieces of ice and you know they bubble from the bottom uh they you know have the cooling underneath there so it's this beautiful uniform no bubbled not cloudy yeah uh palette where do you
4: start like how do you actually what is your first cut when we're sculpting something uh, you know um i mean we we make uh giant sculptures that that stand you know over twenty feet tall to small singular plates, uh, you know, for uh, for for chefs and you know gatherings, um, and no matter what, everything starts pretty much with a chainsaw, you know, no matter how big, no matter how small, I would say about 60-70% of the work is done by electric chainsaws. Um, and if you're doing large pieces, I mean, single unit block, that's kind of industry standard block size, is about 40 inches by 20 inches by one sized about nine inches, you know, it's about 275 pounds, about 40 gallons of water. Um and you know, when that comes out from a machine, again it's an industry standard machine called the Kleinbell machine that makes crystal clear ice. Um you know, um, the, the top surface kind of irregular from the process of freezing. So we kind of run it through a bandsaw so that it, it's, it's a nice and flat surfaces. Um, we have, if we have large blocks that requires multiple blocks to be stacked, you know, we, we kind of um, block out the design to understand what size of these stacks and fuse lines need to be. And then we literally fuse them. Uh, and kind of create this kind of pixelized version of whatever we're sculpting. And then we you know, we hit the town with all, all the tools.
3: So this crystal clear ice, also known as dead clear ice. You know, That's it, how we call yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it can't be accomplished in a freezer um, because it was really interesting to learn that you know, freezer, the bubbles kind of get pulled into the center. Right. Whereas this, uh, what is it, Bell Klein, Klein Bell machine, right. um, they get pushed to the surface right. and out. So you have to start with a great quality you know, ice product before you even start carving. Right. Um,
4: you know, the, the ice that we use, uh, I mean, I, I've always um, been marveled by the, the quality of ice that we use to sculpt uh, our, our work. And, and you know, that, that, that clarity equals density of the ice itself. So it's very strong and slower melting ice. Uh, and that was very critical to creating sculptures. Um, and, you know, that really comes from the, the, the way the machine makes these, these ice and essentially it's two important elements that, that really makes this block, which is one, a unidirection freezing, which has a coolant and a bottom so it freezes bottom up. Uh, and two, it's the agitation of the water By by moving the water as it freezes It releases any kind of still air bubbles and impurities On the surface of the ice at all times um, And it takes time, you know It takes about four days uh, per cycle And each machine makes two blocks So, you know, a lot of the ice carving studios Will have numbers of these machines To kind of, you know, meet up the demands and all that And and we hoist them up when they're done And, and you know, we, we go from there um, um, but, you know, I mean, knowing that we had this beautiful, perfect block of ice um, for for carving um, was always something that was on my mind. And I think that then became a natural extension out to thinking about, you know, how how, how else is, is ice utilized in, in our world? Well,
3: we're going to take a quick break, come back and talk about luges, bottle, bottle chillers, <laughs> ice bars and cocktail ice. You've been listening to The Food Scene on Heritage Radio Network.org.
1: Today's program is proudly brought to you by Whole Foods Market. Whole Foods Market believes in seeking out local, fresh, and seasonal food and in supporting local farmers, makers, and the community as a whole, economically and agriculturally. Whole Foods Market believes in food that is vivid and colorful, fresh and full of nutrients. Food that connects you to your body, the seasons, and to nature. Food that helps you do more, sleep better, and wake up happier. Found in over 400 locations throughout the United States, Whole Foods Market only sells food that meets their standards, which means no artificial colors, flavors, preservatives, or sweeteners, ever. Whole Foods Market believes in real food. Visit WholeFoodsMarket.com or download the Whole Foods Market app to learn more.
3: Welcome back to HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You're listening to The Food Scene. And... I'm here today with Shintaro Okamoto and we were talking a little bit about, you know, getting the perfect ice. But there's a bag of tools here and hopefully not a chainsaw. Um, <laughs> but but there are other kind of like fine sculpting tools that you use to craft these perfect pieces of ice. So what are there? What
4: are they and what's in your bag right now? Well, today, you know, I, I thought it would be nice to kind of play a little little bit or just at least to show. So, I mean, I brought, um, you know, we we do all these Sculptures for a wide range of events, fashion shows, film premieres, product launches, weddings, bar mitzvahs here and there. But we also have a very you know robust uh, cocktail ice program where we we service and cater um, great beautiful you know select bars in the city. Um, and, uh, and you know that, that I brought I bought some you know some 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 ice to kind of kind of show and maybe maybe make some sound or something. Oh yeah yeah. Let's, uh, but you let's... know I've, I I have. Um, Let's do this. Should I just open this? Yeah, absolutely. And which bars do you work
3: with exclusively, or is there a large range?
4: I mean, we work with ranges. I mean, we, we work with um, PDTs to Momofuku, um, uh, you know, Little Branch, uh, Rain's Law Room to, um, you know, hotels, uh, and, uh, venues, uh, and, the, and the list is constantly growing, and you know, I mean, I think what sets us apart is is really not just the the ice itself, but, you know, how we maintain them, how we deliver them. Um, You know, from eight from the beginning to the end, that, that that sense of beauty and perfection and ease of use is is very very critical. Um, it's it's one thing to just receive an ice, but it's another thing to be able to understand what it what it is to maintain these things so that you know it stays optimal at, at all times.
3: So are you on site like a pit crew with a uh, uh, little tools to be making sure that it's at its best, at its peak. Temperature
4: and its peak performance. Well, I mean, I often do, um, you know, go to venues and, and see how they're storing it um, and how they're utilizing it, and you know, often consult and what in what better ways to to you know um, you know use ice and and what and we we get their glasswares and you know recommend what best sizes there should be. I mean, essentially, what we want to do is because our ice is so beautiful and clear, you know, we want to give that one singular ice cube that that fits beautifully into you, into the the, the glassware Um, You know, larger the the, the, the ice is the, you know, the the least amount of surface area, um, but it also has the core temperature that it can maintain itself. Ice is an incredible insulator of its own. So, you know, the larger ice, larger and singular the ice, the longer it can maintain its temperature and the clarity of the ice. I mean, you know, the bartenders and these beautiful liqueurs have 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 incredible colors that they work with. Um, But if you use conventional cloudy white ice, you, you lose all that. So... You know, when people use our ice, it's really kind of point of no return. I mean, you really experience it, and people be like, what is this? And it's a a completely different experience, and, um, you know, that's that's how we get them.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I was going to make a joke, like, once you go block as an ice block, you never go back, but, oh, I guess I made it because it is on air. (laughs) But, yeah, let's see what kind of tools you have in this bag. Because I'm always fascinated. I, I... um, worked in Boston as a photographer and cook for years and there was a place called drink Barbara Lynch's uh, um, bar but it was so amazing because they get this large block of ice delivered each day they were trained in how to carve it down into yep. rods and then into cubes
4: right yeah I mean we, we certainly do that too I mean we we you know we all, um, provide some of the some of the um, establishment wants to cut in their own ways and they have their certain sizes and and you know cutting is in, in front of the clients is it's, you know one of the You know, um, I think showmanship and part of performance as well. Um, So we we give larger pieces of block of ice for um, opportunities like that, too. I mean, the clarity is amazing.
3: This is absurd. I mean, you do see some of the cut marks, but I've also seen you use things like, what is it, aluminum? Uh, uh, Some kind of metal surface to be able to smooth the edges.
4: Yeah, I mean, we use, I mean, for, you know, for cocktail ice purposes, it's it's really... um, it's it's you know, it's really more about precisions of cuts. So it's you know, it's it's hand cut and machine cut in, in a way that, that, you know, works and you know there's there's a, a mass production that goes in there and the process and protocols so that we, we we go through. But you know, we, we use I mean, household irons and, and aluminum plates and mainly we use those to uh, prepare the fuse of the blocks to create perfect you know, flat surfaces where two ice can come together and we splash some, you know, ice cold water and it really freezes together.
3: So it's like the transglutaminate, the meat glue of ice is just water. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. And what is in that case? I know you're rearing to open so, that up yeah, as well. I
4: mean, you know, so I, mean, I, ha- I have a, a two inch cube here, which is probably the most popular, um, Cube size that that fits well into rocks glass, um, and I also have a, a kind of skinnier, taller um, ice that we call uh, either a Collins Spears or Highball Spears. Um, and I this is the kind of little show and tell my tools. I have, I carry this small, um, you know, tools about the size of a, a letter size paper uh, that's got four um, different kind of uh, hand tools that I always carry around when I troubleshoot in installations, or you know when I go to bars and make little sh- shapes uh, for presentations. Um this is a a, a, a dear friend of my father uh, and and really one of the m- most amazing you know, carvers in the world, uh, Junichi Nakamura. Uh, is a Japanese ice sculptor up in Hokkaido. But uh, during his off seasons, he makes tools. He has this beautiful, he makes these incredible tools with handles made out of Japanese elk handles. And uh, it's just so wonderful to just hold and be around. So this thing is always, you know, kind of attached to my body at, at all times. But, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, we have the, the three prong um, chippers uh, here. Uh, and I have a, a, a flat chisel uh, here. Um, this is great when you, I can take the corners off. Uh, I use these often to, you know, shape the, the cubes into kind of a, a jewel-shaped uh, block. Uh, a small uh, ice pick uh, that we have and a, a little handsaw saw here uh, that can kind of create any kind of curvatures and things like that. So with this... I can pretty much troubleshoot anything that happens out there. You know, it's
3: <laughs> ami- that is an artist's palette. I mean, that seeing those tools alone and, and seeing how cared for they are and the, how ornate the handles are, this makes me believe. You know that that ice sculpture is art. You know, uh, I think you say on your website that it is this thing that melts away, eventually disappears. Uh, It's one of a kind, but it also stands for this kind of clean luxury, uh, this very modern thing that can be customized. And so, as much as it is, you're producing this piece of art. You're producing artwork every time you make a sculpture.
4: Every time you make a cube. Yeah, I mean, essentially, it is that that one time, and it is you know something made just for you, uh, and no two are the same. So uh you know it's it's a it, i think it's humbling on our part you know in the process of, of making these things and you know we try to give a little bit of our ourselves and um, you know uh, it's it's a it's a very under investigated under appreciated and fascinating material that we get to work with every day
3: and i love that it's from your hands too because my favorite thing about going to japan or going to a japanese you know restaurant that serves sushi and omakase is that you see the sushi master put the rice in the fish in hand and move it about and then hands it to you, like literally hands it to you. And that's how you take it. And it it is that receiving something so temporal that, that, that that's the magic in it. And I feel like you guys deliver these sculptures in the same fashion.
4: Yeah. I mean, I think the spirit is very much similar and, uh, uh, you know, it's, I mean, for for us, as you know, in our studio, um, everybody's a practicing artist of their own different trades, and and you know, in our studio, we get to kind of flex our creative muscles to to work with ice. Um, But we have the whole process side. But then once we set up uh, the sculptures, or or, you know, see in in cocktails, it's it's that reaction, the immediate reactions that we get to see. That that's always, in you know, um, surprising and fascinating.
3: So next time you see an ice luge or a raw bar or caviar and vodka service in in a large ice sculpture, you know, think about where that ice came from and the people behind it that crafted it. And check out OkamotoStudioNYC.com. And if you hear chainsaws in Queens, it quite possibly might be Shintaro (laughs) carving the next beautiful swan. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you. You've been listening to The Food Scene on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. I'm your host, Michael Harlan Turkell. Hoping to have you back here next Tuesday at 3. Music by Cookies and David Taddishore Engineering. Cheers.
2: Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter.